Hey guys, it's Ronald Cavalier here from the Gem Drafter Podcast. Um, I'm going to do a little solo podcast, uh, thinking about calling it Ron's Reactions, thinking about doing it, you know, every so often here or there. I was bored. I woke up really early this morning, took a shower. I was standing there in the shower, and that's where all the ideas came to me that, you know, maybe I could throw together a solo thing, answer some questions here or there every once in a while. Let me know if you guys like it. Put it in the comments. Subscribe. I created a Ronald Cavalier channel on YouTube. That's where I'm going to post this kind of stuff. I'll also be dropping them in the Dynasty Theory Discord like we normally do. Okay. So all my questions today came from that Dynasty Theory Discord. Oh, before we get started, I got a new... This is all backwards, too. So Newt sent me a Herbert, a Waddle... And this is a Calvin Johnson from a few years ago when they did the color rush jerseys. The Lions never got to wear those color rush jerseys because we always play on Thanksgiving. And they didn't want to do it on, they didn't do those on Thanksgiving. So it kind of stunk, but I bought one and they're sweet. Um, and that leads me into my first question with from Coach Dan. You guys know him from the Dynasty Theory podcast himself, the one and only. Dan asks, will the 5-7 and seven Lions upset the 10-2 Vikings? And who will be the standout place for DFS with the Vegas line at 51.5? Okay, so I think the Lions are going to win this Sunday. I've had a good feeling about it all week long. Um, I've been DMing with people about it. I've been telling everybody at work about it. I think that from what I hear, it's basically become a playoff atmosphere in Detroit. And it, you know, we haven't been excited about anything since Jim Caldwell has been, you know, really around in Detroit or had any seasons to be excited about. This is December. We haven't had anything to do for three years, so it's going to be loud in Detroit. And I think there's a chance, just a small chance, we could surprise Kirk and we could get ourselves a uh, prime type Kirk Cousins game in the one o'clock slate. And that would just, it would be glorious for that elite level Lions defense, you know, that I've been touting since we fired Aubrey Pleasant. Somehow that improved the defense. That guy's supposed to be a head coach someday. But fired him was, you know, has worked out so far. It's been really exciting. I, I definitely, I think the Lions can do it, Dan. I think they can. So for the standouts, it's kind of hard because like, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Amon Ross St. Brown, it's Dalvin Cook, it's Jamal Williams. It's all the names you've been, not Dalvin so much, but you've been hearing Dalvin's name announced it, you know, with the Vikings fantasy players for years now. I think Chark might be the sneaky guy. I hope Chark's healthy. I didn't, I meant to look and see if he was even healthy, but he hasn't been healthy. He came back last week, had a hundred yards. I hope it wasn't. You know, just a revenge game. Charks is like, you know what? I'm really going to stick it to these Jaguars who stuck it to me and didn't pay me. I'm glad that they did it. Um, and I'm going to take the over that 51 and a half Vegas line because Goff scores 30 at home like it's clockwork as long as Sun God is on the field. Uh, and the Lions are pretty much fully healthy this time. We almost beat the Vikings. On the in our very first meeting as well, and we weren't fully healthy, and our defense was not playing the way that it is. And I don't really think our defense is just going to go out here and shut down Justin Jefferson. I'm not an insane person. I know I sound like it, but what I think that I think they can get the one or two stops that are required in the NFL, and I think our offense is good enough to keep Kirk Cousins off the field because we run the ball so well. 
we're just going to take the air out of the ball and say, Kirk, you're going to have to do it fast if you're going to do it and hope he doesn't mess up. Hopefully we can get those one to two stops that we need. Okay. Now we move down here to Gordon. Gordon wants to know the good buy lows before the season ends and some last chance sells. So for my buy lows, my first one, I went with Daniel Jones. Um, I've been trying to acquire Daniel Jones. It's more a reaction to when I first started playing everybody, you know, quarterbacks, King quarterbacks, King, you take quarterback early, blah, blah, blah. This is how I learned to play. Right. Well, I've kind of been fading away from that because I wound up with a whole lot of Mac Joneses and, you know, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, who was fine last year. And they're all fine players and they're all good NFL quarterbacks. But like to be like the fantasy guys, you just have to be different. And there's only so many quarterback ones in the league. And I think that Daniel Jones has played himself into an opportunity with Brian Dable to where he himself can play himself into a larger contract deal. Um, I don't think he's earned any contract deal yet, but I think with what he's done this year and how the Giants have played, like, let's face it, we thought they were going to be the bottom of the barrel. And, you know, at one point in time, we were talking about them as a playoff team. And the only notable people I can think of on the Giants are Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I'm sure there's an offensive lineman I'm forgetting. Um, it's their left or right tackle. Andrew Thomas, maybe. He's a young kid. Um, another building blocks building block and they have Kayvon Thibodeau and Wandale Robinson that they drafted this year. Wandale barely played. Um, and you know, Daniel Jones was still a mediocre to, you know, average quarterback. That's what Jared Goff's doing. So Ryan Tannehill's doing, that's what half the league's doing and keeping their job. So why can't Daniel Jones? He's already been in the system. Now the giants could take a quarterback and it becomes a, Daniel Jones, Eli Manning situation where you're just waiting or Daniel Jones keeps the guy at bay and he, he plays well and he gets signed, you know, with Dable. But I think his legs are enough of a fantasy asset that somebody's going to give him a shot with the way the NFL's headed that the legs and there's enough passing that maybe if he wound up in, you know, the proper spot, I mean, look at Tua, everybody wanted to write Tua off. I'm not saying he can have a jump like this, but could he improve? in a different system as well, or in this, this system with Dable, definitely. I think, I don't think he's Josh Allen. So you don't No, he's not Josh Allen. He's not going to come out here and set the world on fire. Uh, there's no, I don't see that happening. No way, no way. But can he be a successful middle of the road quarterback journeyman? I think so. I think he can do it. So I've been buying into Daniel Jones. Um, it's been tough because I think a lot of people are also, you know, headed down that path. I've heard him mentioned, you know, on Dynasty Theory. I've heard him t spoken about pretty highly in the Dynasty Theory Discord. As you guys can see a theme, I don't really do much else other than, like, I, I go on to Twitter. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's Twitter, man. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, another buy. I've been trying to get Calvin Ridley thrown in. I've just been kind of testing the waters. 
the the Jaguars develop. I kind of feel the same way about Trevor as I do Daniel Jones right now. Obviously, Trevor was a completely different prospect, but I like the direction that everything's headed for both of these franchises and both of these guys. You know, they went out and they get Calvin Ridley for, I think, at, at most, it becomes a second if he ever plays for the Jaguars. And if as he hits benchmarks, it goes up and up and up. So it's really low risk for the Jaguars, which is really awesome on their part. I'd never seen anything like that. That was pretty cool, I thought. Um, but yeah, and if he does come back, it, he's still going to, he can put up wide receiver one numbers. Uh, they're, Christian Kirk, awesome, awesome, awesome. Christian Kirk's awesome. I don't think he's, you know, I think he would benefit from Calvin Ridley. We've obviously seen Zay Jones succeed as well alongside Christian Kirk at the same time. So Trevor and this offense could support two, you know, wide receivers pretty easily. And, you know, you put in growth from Trevor, offensive improvements, uh, another year in the Peterson system. It's looking really good. Trevor would be a buy too, but good luck. I tried. I always try that earlier in the season. I'm also looking to get Taekwon and Wandale thrown in. Um, you know, Wandale being hurt shouldn't be too hard. He's also 5'9". I know the little guys and the other Dale, Ron Dale, aren't. You know, that it's tough. It's tough for them. But, uh, you know, the Giants wanted them. And Dayball, you know, it, every time he's been on the field, he's gotten the work. So maybe he's just one of those good at football kind of guys, you know, and the size really don't matter. Maybe. Um, I've also been trying to get Taekwon thrown in. I'm hoping for some sort of offensive improvements in year three for Mac Jones. I, I doubt that uh, I, I'm starting to think but that Patricia, this Patricia Judge thing is just sort of a placeholder until Bill really figures out what he wants to do. Um, but yeah, it, and I know Patriots wide receiver gross, but I mean, the dude's got to be about free at this point in time. So I there, those are two guys I'm never afraid, afraid to just throw on the back end of any deals if I see them on the other team and just see if I can't slide them on there as well and my cells my cells are all the running backs over 26 i hate running backs unless you're kenny walker um uh or jamal i like jamal now i'm about done with mr swift back here dude wait let me point the right way i gotta do this slowly because the camera stuff yeah swift here i'm about done with you dude he comes back and he has that awesome game last weekend against the jaguars the dude's limited in practice again for what I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just procedural. I didn't hear much more other than the limited, but you know, I I I've been on this two week hiatus too almost because I've been like I had the Rona, and then immediately after I got the Rona and go back to work, I get like the worst ear infection of my life at you know 34 years old. So that was pretty sweet. Um, so I've been dealing with all that stuff. So I've kind of, I missed some of the news and stuff. I've missed some of the talking. I wanted to get in here and spit some things out. I got a lot of energy here and a lot of coffee this morning. Try not to talk too fast too. You know, this is a whole new setup trying to do a solo without bouncing things off and not sounding like a complete crazy person while I talk to myself. I could give you guys a tour of my wall. We got Jameson Williams up there. There's a sweet little Boba Fett 
let's see. Right, keep going straight right here. There's Boba Fett. And then if we go here, Barry. We got Barry sitting here. Calvin above Barry. Han Solo. We got some more Calvin stuff. These helmets are kind of tough to see with the shine, but they're like a pearlescent helmet. It's all 32 teams. I've had it since like, geez, I think I got it in like middle school. But dude, the, the helmet colors are so cool. I wish they showed really well. Maybe I'll get one out and try to show one later or something if I want to burn more of your guys' day, you know. Okay, the real McSpanky wants to know, any players on waivers uh, you're looking to stash for a potential value spike this offseason? So this was a really tough question. Um, because... It's hard for me to have time for all the waiver 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 wire diving. Um, I play a lot of fantasy football. Let's say that. Um, so I, you know, and I do have a life outside of here. Um, so I chose two guys that were kind of lower radar guys, maybe end of bench stashes, kind of like Tyquan Wandale. I was gonna include him up there, but then I decided. Uh, hopefully the rest of this records. <laughs> I think my headphones shut off. Or hopefully recorded it all. That's going to be sweet. <laughs> oh, man. So, like I was saying, um, not a waiver guy, but Jake Ferguson is, I feel like, close to a waiver guy. Um, Schultz, I believe, is on the franchise tag. So, we could, you know possibly get in cheaply into that Dallas tight end room. And last time, you know, it was a homegrown Schultz was drafted by them. And so was Jarwin. And those were two of the guys. They didn't bring anybody in, but there's Jake Ferguson. Peyton Hendershot is there. Uh, I want to say Jeremy Sprinkle, but I feel like that's a really long time ago. Uh, Kyle Phillips is another guy kind of like Jake Ferguson. The, the Tennessee Titans were really, they seemed to really like him a lot before he was hurt in the, you know, in the off season and stuff. So hopefully, 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 gosh, man, now I'm really nervous that none of this recorded. Jeez Louise. What a Ron move. Oh my goodness. <sighs> God dang it. Uh. So. And now Phil, Phil too, from the Discord. I now I noticed the name change this morning too. Manor Phil, I really, I really like the name change. That was really fun. He wants to know my favorite cheap trade targets for the playoffs. Um, I think Dante Foreman is a pretty cheap target because he plays for the Panthers. He, you know, who wants Dante Foreman? Who thinks he has any value outside of here? And he just keeps producing. So if you want to give him to me free cheaply third cool late second easy done i do it um and then also you know would like every what everybody is you know touting out there it's gonna be it's brock purdy it's you know you got a team with 
Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson. Um, geez, just just anybody you want to solidify that quarterback two three spot or more than three spots. Please don't solidify your quarterback two like I have in some places with Brock Purdy. Solidify your quarterback three spot, you know, uh, cheaply. And also Jarek McKinnon. Um, Dude, I've been offering Jarek McKinnon to people for a fourth all season long. I can't give this guy away. It says week nine for week nine. Let's see here. Eighteen carries. And 25 targets, quick math. Uh, I know it's not the greatest thing in the world, but for a fourth, and I'm going to get a running back in one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, easy. Especially if you, he's been, let's see here, 51 yards, 24. Oof, that was a long silence. Sorry, guys. I started thinking about Jarek McKinnon and why he should even be on here. But really, I mean, we're talking buy lows here. Cheap trade targets. You're not going to get studly numbers, you know, as I sit here and stare at these. And I'm like, Ron, why would you even suggest this? But, you know, at eight targets in weeks nine and ten, respectively, six. Six targets in week 12. Uh, I I don't know that Melvin Gordon has played any role since he's been there. And it's Isaiah Pacheco seems to be the the other guy there. But, I mean, who's not sharing in this day in the NFL? But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to do this again. I hope this goes well. I hope I can figure out a way to maybe get it a little longer than 20 minutes. Um, I'm not going to sit here and filibuster just to like fill some time. My goals are to get to like a half hour, an hour. Um, so, you know, if you guys have any suggestions, you want to throw some ideas out here, DM me on the Twitters, on uh, uh, Discord. Uh, anything, anywhere you, you know you can get a hold of me, you get a hold of me on Sleeper. It's all Ronald Cavalier. It's all at Ronald Cavalier. That's the best way to find me. Uh, all right, thanks. I appreciate you guys listening. We will see you next time.